0: The strong bond of friendship is not always a balanced equation. Friendship is not always about giving and taking in equal shares. Instead, friendship is grounded in a feeling that you know exactly who will be there for you when you need something, no matter where, what, or when. Simon Sinek On today's broadcast, we're beginning a brand new series titled A perfect mix makes true friends. Bishop Clark uses the book of Proverbs chapter 17, verse 17 as the background scripture for part one of the message, I call you friends. This is not a romantic type relationship.
1: This is not what I'm talking about, romantic friends. I'm talking about outside of that, outside of any intimacy. We need friends. Physical intimacy, intimacy is a part of friendship. But I'm really aiming at uh, relationships without uh, that kind of involvement. Some synonyms, synonyms for friends: companion. I like this one: battle buddy. You need a military friend, battle buddy. That's a person who's willing to go through the storm with you. There's another word called boon friends or bonus friends. That's the kind of person that when you're around them, you always catch the bonus. The benefit of being with some people. A bonus companion. Some friends are called bosom friends. We've heard this before, best friend. I think we need more than a best friend. We need friends galore. Actually, we don't need many friends, but we should have a few in our lives. Actually, the uh, the higher you go, the less friends you can trust. God wants friendship to, to proliferate in our church and in our community. A confidant, a person that you can talk to and you don't have to worry about it getting out to other people. A familiar friend. Without speaking, they know your moods, your style. They know how you flow, how you move whether you walk fast or slow, they're your familiar friend. Soulmate. Some call friends alter egos. Your second self. Your shadow, your classmate, your schoolmate. My biological sister is my friend. She's my second self as it comes to help it, as it comes to helping me with my targary or my clothing. She helps me with that. And I'm grateful. But she can tell if I don't like something. I don't even have to say it. I can just look at her. My comrade, my sister, my brother. My son, my main man, I think the girls, I'm sorry, the women at Truth Review did a conference called Home Girl, friendships, give you a little history of why I'm preaching about friends today because you're thinking about it, you're thinking about your friends, who do you call friend in your life? Before you go to betrayal and who hurt you, let's just stay on friendship. Before you go to the dark side. This is what happens with a lot of people. We don't get our memories saved. That's a part of your soul. We automatically go to how hurt we were by a friend. But I want you to stay clear of the dark side of friendship. Let's just talk about it. We sailed the sea uh, last Monday. Um, We all got on the boat. Um, we were able to settle down in our rooms and we met for dinner around 6 o'clock, 6 p.m. And uh, we sat there together, almost 60, 60 some of us together. I think we took over that boat. <laughs> There's some things that happened on that boat. I guess it's supposed to stay on the boat, right? <laughs> There's some stuff that happened on that boat. There's some people who emerged on that boat. Their name is Traveling Through the Country. (laughs) I'll give you all a hint. One of them is Kevin Smalls. (laughs) His name is Traveling Through the Whole Country. (laughs) They gave him a new name. (laughs) We had a wonderful time. We all gathered on Tuesday night, dressed up in um, formal attire, and we ate in the same spot. It was beautiful. This is how this message came to pass, actually how it came to my spirit. I looked up and I saw this three-year-old Caucasian child sitting in the midst of predominantly African American uh, people on the boat. She was standing at our table. She didn't know anybody. Uh, There was no fear in her eyes. And she was just standing there and her mother walked up to, you know, beckoning her to come back over. Like, what are you doing here? What's going on with you? You know, and she wouldn't move. And all of a sudden the little girl said, these are my friends. And it, 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 I think I heard the Lord. Because out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, he was ordained straight. The girl had no fear in her eyes, it was just love in her eyes. She said, These are my friends. And her mother tried to get it, she wouldn't move. I believe I heard the Lord. I believe I heard him speak to the child. We had to go out to sea to hear it. Too much noise on land. Too much selfishness. Too much pain on land. So we had to become vulnerable and float for a while. Because people usually go to the dark side when you talk about friends. You talk about the ones who aren't here anymore. The ones who don't love anymore. The hell that we went through in 2018, 2017, 2016. Not really focused on the here and the now. And I looked in that baby's eyes and I didn't see racism. I didn't. I didn't see fear because racism is taught is modeled it was so pure it shook me to my core and i believe the lord spoke to me through the child and he says i'm your friend i know he's my god i know he's my savior i know he's my lord i know he's the rose of sharon the lily in the valley the bright and morning star. But he told me, I am also your loving friend. That girl said, these are my friends. She had no concept of where we came from, our history, or what we walked out of. All she saw was friends. I wanna be like that. I wanna be able to walk up to strangers. I wanna be able to welcome people in our church who don't look like us and welcome them into the house of the Lord. I want to get past all of the knowledge that I have and the experience and see the core of people. And I hope they can see me that way. Instead of seeing a black man, I know you see a black man. Can you just see a man? In Genesis 20, 38 and verse 12, and I need to go through scriptures as I teach today. I want you to think about Bible class because... You can't preach friendship, you have to teach it. Genesis 38 and 12, the word of the Lord, verse 12, reads like this, after a long time Judah's wife, the daughter of Shua died. When Judah had recovered from his grief, he went up to Timnah, To the men who were shearing his sheep and his friend, Hira the Adulamite, went with him. Let's break this verse down, keep it up for a moment. Death comes to all, sooner or later. I laid to rest, or help laid to rest, officiated a funeral on yesterday pastor arthur blatch's mother passed away and i was the officiant she was buried in a grave on us1 when her her forefathers came here uh, blacks could not be buried in some of the main cemeteries so they had to buy a plot of land off us1 in Ogallala. A very small cemetery, you'll ride, ride right past it. And he bought a plot of land so his people can be buried together. And that's where she was laid to rest. History. Death comes to us all. Really, you have no power if you don't really uh, determine it now where you will be laid to rest. Someone else will have to do it for you. It happened with Judah. After a long time, Judah's wife, the daughter of Shua, she died. And here you see a man married to a woman. The scripture, if you read there, you'll find out that they had three sons together. Two of the boys died. The Bible says they were wicked in the eyes of the Lord and God killed them. He allowed them to die. But now the woman who gave birth to those boys is gone. And the scripture says Judah grieved over her. When Judah recovered from his grief, he went up. So first point, death is sure to all. It's going to come. Second point, it takes time to recover from a loss. Stop trying to super spiritualize it. Take the time and heal. The trauma is serious. You need tools in your life. You need teaching and development and structure in how to handle grief. Notice, after a long time she died, when Judah had recovered from her grief. Here's a period of time. I don't know how long it took, but it took some time. He had to wait. Until he recovered from the grief. Here's the third point. Even in a far country, you notice Judah separated himself from his father's clan. He's one of the 12 sons of Jacob. But if you read in the 38th chapter, he separated from Jacob and said, I want to develop my own. Instead of sticking with the 12 tribes, he said, I want my own nation. And it was a bad move. While moving away. He experienced great grief. He lost two of his sons. And the wife that he loved. So please write it down. Even in a far country though. In a place that he shouldn't have been in. Direction. His direction was to go up. To Timna. Now, if you find yourself out of sync with destiny, separated from your your people or feeling separated from your people, experiencing great, great pain or trauma, possibly death, possibly a divorce, that's like a death as well. The loss of children, that's real tough. The loss of cousins, people that you grew up with. Issues going on in your life. Many people lose their bearing when that happens. But Judah teaches us that even if you're out of sync with God's timing. You can still gain your bearing. And you always go up. You never allow the situation to take you down. I want you to look at the scripture here. It says after he recovered from his grief. Verse 12. He went up to Timnah. Getting your bearing is crucial when you're going through issues. Direction is essential when coming out of grief. See yourself coming out of grief spinning. Some people, they start out here, but when grief hits them, they spin. And wherever they spin to, when they stop spinning, that's the way or the direction in which they go. They don't come back to the original spot that they were in to say, I'm going to continue to pick up and move forward. The grief makes them spin and wherever they stop, they begin to move forward, even if it's toward a brick wall. And God wants you to be able to get your bearing when you're going through issues. Direction is essential when coming out of grief. The Bible said he went up to Timnah to people, to men who were shearing his sheep. He had business in another spot and the grief kept him from it. The grief kept him from examining his business or taking care of business. I want you to think about times in which you were grieving over an issue and you're not taking care of yourself. You're not even taking care of your issues. You don't know how much is going out or how much is coming in. Thank you, God. He went up to Timna to a place where men were shearing his sheep. He needed to check on his accounts, check on his business. Finally, when he he spun out of it, he was able to do so. But guess what? He took a friend with him. And I wanna just deal with that for a moment before we move on. The friend probably was there the whole time, but he's not mentioned until the man of God goes out to check on his sheep. Put in your notes, friends, stay out of your business until they're invited. You don't kick down doors. You don't go in and violate friendship. And say because I'm your friend I can show up anytime I want. He's not mentioned until Judah goes up to check on his sheep. He's not mentioned when his wife dies. He's not mentioned when he's grieving. He's only mentioned when Judah's taking care of his business and he was invited. Some people think they know friendship but they really don't. They use it as an excuse to violate principles. You're my friend, but stay out of my business. You don't go through my checkbook. You don't walk in my house and I'm finding you in my room looking through stuff. Oh, no. I don't care how close you are. You don't go through my glove box in my car. Ever. And I love you. Don't let me catch you in my office going through my drawers. You only go when you're invited. Stay out of other people's business. Friends should only come in when they're invited to come in. Sisters and brothers should only come in when they're invited to come in. Children, I don't care how old they are, should only come in when they're invited to come in. If you leave a house, your parents' house, you don't just say, well, I'm home. I'm going to just get in your business. No, that's not how it works. And when you go to your children's home, you don't just start walking through. Who is that? Who, wait, hold up, mama. Hold up, dad. Wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Write it down. Friends, stick close when you need them the most. They're close, but they don't violate the principle. Sometimes people allow grief and setback to take them down. But Judah, even though he was out of the will of God, he still had this homing device to go up. And he took his friends with him. Don't expect friends to go with you when you're going down. Purposefully. I'm going to show you something about that. You want your friends to go with you when you're going up not only when you're going up and this has nothing to do with what you're going through i'm saying if you have a true friend even if you're out of the will of god you can still go up and you're thinking and in your mind and if you have that mindset god eventually will bring you full circle
2: This is Pastor Dave, and I'm the youth pastor at Truth Revealed International Ministries. And today I'd like to invite everyone to come out and partake with us at The Secret Place. The Secret Place is a time of worship and prayer, an extension of our own personal prayer life or prayer closets at home. It is the designated time that we are setting aside to come together corporately for the sole purpose of giving God worship. It's a time of complete abandonment and reckless love. God's presence is indeed our lifeline and many of us are dying and trying to live our lives without it. The very vision itself was birthed out of the entire Psalm of 91, but I want to particularly point out Psalms 91 verse 1 and it says, For he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And if you want to abide under the safety of our God, you must establish a secret place for yourself, whether in your own home, or whether you come out corporately in fellowship with us, but we want to do this thing together and advance the kingdom of God. Why are we doing this? It is our responsibility as men of God, children of God, people of God, to bridge the gap. Where are the young adults? Why are they absent? We want to pass down kingdom characteristics. How is the kingdom of God really advanced anyways? It's advanced through healthy relationships. First of all, with God, always. And we want to teach the next generation through demonstration the true meaning of the word worship. Worship is in fact a lifestyle, not just an act. We want to establish a daily fellowship with God on our own. For what else is prayer but to have communion with God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, being led by His Holy Spirit. The Secret Place. We cry together, we laugh together, we go to God together. God dwells in the midst of the united. The Secret Place. A young adult worship
0: experience. Most first and third Saturdays at 8 p.m. Only at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida 32906, or you can email us at The Word of Truth Revealed at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, would you write to us or email us? Use reference number 2454. That's reference number 2454. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. King David said this. He said, I was young and
1: now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed beg bread. God is faithful will not allow you to be tempted above your ability but will with every test also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God loves you and so do I. I want you to be encouraged. Lift up your head and let the King of Glory come in. Who is this King He's our Lord, our Savior. He's mighty and strong, and he's mighty to fight in every battle that you're facing. Until next time, God bless you and keep you, is my prayer.